Chapter 5, Confidential Information. Part 1, Concepts and Definitions. Contract Tip, Know What Your NDAs Say. If you sign non-disclosure agreements and then file them away thinking you are protected, you may have some surprises. An NDA is a contract that protects your information and permits you to use the counterparty's information in a limited way, but only if you do what the NDA requires you to do. Do you know what is in your NDAs? Do you know whether you have to send a written notice confirming the information is confidential after each meeting? Do you know what restrictions apply to sharing the counterparty's information with your advisors and your contractors? Do you really want to share your most valuable trade secrets if your NDA allows the counterparty to use and disclose those trade secrets after a year? Get to know your NDAs. Keep them close and do what they say. Taking these extra steps to understand and comply with your NDAs will go a long way toward protecting your business's trade secrets and confidential information. Contract tip. Confidentiality obligations and NDAs versus agreements. A non-disclosure agreement is not a confidentiality provision with some boilerplate tacked on. Yes, NDAs and confidentiality provisions have a lot of overlap, but they are very different contractual relationships. Here are three reasons why we should treat them differently. One, relationship context. Most companies sign NDAs as part of a preliminary discussion. There is no deal yet. In contrast, confidentiality provisions are part of a much broader ongoing commercial relationship. What worked for initial discussions may not work for the more important main deal. Two, purpose. The typical NDA restricts the recipient from sharing or using except for a very limited purpose. The most common purpose in NDAs is to evaluate a potential transaction. But when you're doing the main contract, there is no potential transaction because you've already signed the agreement. The full agreement should have different wording around the nexus between the information and the contract. Three, term. I typically see NDA obligations survive for two to five years and indefinitely for trade secrets. But most broader agreements have confidentiality obligations that survive without time limits. Contract tip. Defining confidential information. There are lots of different approaches to defining confidential information in a contract. What definition you should use in your contracts depends on your facts. We can broaden the language to make it more inclusive or narrow it to make it less. If your client expects to share a lot of confidential information and wants protection, they may benefit from a broader definition. They just need to ensure they can protect the received confidential information from disclosure. A broad confidential information definition would be any information received from a party or its representatives that is not excluded in, and then identify the exclusion section. This approach is so broad that you risk it being 
not precise enough to create a binding obligation. Other clients want a narrower definition, usually because they receive a lot of valuable trade secrets from others. The client may be concerned about later claims that they use the received confidential information in their own products. A narrow definition looks something like labeled as confidential or, if disclosed orally, identified as confidential in writing within 48 hours. This approach is narrow because most companies do not reliably label all of their confidential information, and almost no one sends those confirming emails. I prefer the middle ground. Any information that a reasonable person would understand to be confidential because of the nature of the information or the circumstances of its disclosure, or because it is labeled or identified orally as confidential. Contract tip. Overlap of proprietary, confidential, and trade secret concepts. Many people get confused about the meaning of proprietary, confidential, and trade secret. Proprietary and confidential do not have an accepted legal meaning other than the plain English definition. Proprietary means something owned. Confidential means something secret. In contrast, trade secret in the U.S. is a statutory term at the federal level and in most states. The exact definition depends on which statute applies, but typically it's defined as information that is not generally known to the public, has economic value because it is not known, and the owner takes reasonable steps to keep the secret. Trade secrets are both proprietary and confidential. Proprietary because you own the rights to your trade secrets, and confidential because it isn't a trade secret if it is generally known. Proprietary information includes some trade secrets, such as a secret recipe, and other information that's neither confidential nor a trade secret, such as my website design. Confidential information includes both trade secrets and non-trade secret information. Some confidential information may be proprietary, the secret recipe, but other types of confidential information may not be, such as there's a surprise party next week. Contract tip, using Venn diagrams to understand trade secrets and confidentiality. Most lawyers and business people know that trade secret laws protect some business information. They also know that the non-disclosure agreements and confidentiality provisions safeguard information. Where people get confused is the relationship between the two. I find the best way to understand that relationship is by I find the best way to understand the relationship between trade secrets and confidentiality provisions is as a Venn diagram. Trade secret law protects information that is not generally known, has economic value because it is secret, and the business takes reasonable steps to keep it secret. Think of trade secret law as protecting against wrongful disclosure, typically by an employee or other fiduciary, whether or not there is a contract. Confidentiality provisions in an NDA or other type of contract only protect information to the extent specified in the provision. 
Think of confidentiality provisions as protecting against a contract breach, whether or not the information is a trade secret. Contract tip, exclusion for independent development. Some confidential information definitions exclude confidential information independently developed without using the confidential information. This exclusion applies to development after the disclosure, because if you come up with something before the disclosure, it wouldn't derive from that confidential information. But if you develop the same information after the disclosure, well, that's another story. You'll want to narrow this exception if you are mainly the discloser. You can do this by defining what independently developed means. I might add something like, by the receiving party's personnel who had no access to any of the confidential information. If you're mainly a receiver, especially if you're working on similar technology, you may want to give yourself a lot more room by broadening the exception. You also may want to include a residuals clause, which allows for the use of information remembered by your personnel. Contract tip. Exclusion for public information. Every contract should exclude public information from the definition of confidential information. But what wording should you use? There are different approaches and rigorous debates about the words we should use. I tend to be practical about it. As long as the draft include the required elements, I rarely mark it up as part of my red line. The three key concepts that I make sure are included are, one, public nature. The most common approach I see is identifying it using traditional wording of in the public domain. I prefer publicly available. Two, at the time disclosed or after. We need both of these because once it becomes public, it should not be restricted. Three, Recipient's fault exclusion. Without a recipient's fault exclusion, you might create a strange circular loop allowing the recipient to get around the restriction by disclosing it. I should add that I see it as very unlikely that a judge or arbitrator would be so extreme in that case. Defining fault varies from a material breach, a breach, an act, or omission. Whose fault is covered ranges from the recipient to a broader definition, including all their representatives. Contract tip, exclusions based on possession. Each confidential information definition should have exclusions based on possession. These provisions exclude from the confidential information definition any information that the receiving party receives from a source other than the disclosing party. We see this concept written as two exceptions. The first relates to what happened before the disclosing party shared the information with the receiving party, and the second relates to what happens after. So the first exception looks back. Receiving party already had the information before disclosure. The second exception looks forward receiving party received from a third party after disclosure. Both exclusions may include other qualifiers. 
One qualifier relates to the third party's right to disclose. Another requires that the recipient's possession be free from confidentiality restrictions and that the receiving party show written documentation about its possession. Finally, some of these provisions extend that possession standard to the receiving party's affiliates and representatives.